Shalom Aleichem. This is a summary on the second Sicha Parshas Gimel. This is a subsection of Rashi Sichas, a genre within Rashi Sichas, where there is no specific Rashi. But the Rebbe is saying how Rashi would learn these Psukim. And the reason why Rashi doesn't comment is because it's obvious to Rashi. So we're going to go straight, dive straight into the Psukim and read it accordingly as understood by the Rebbe's explanation. What we're learning about is in chapter 31, is how the Jews just won this tremendous war against Midian, a miraculous war. The Jews didn't lose a single person in the war against a very, very large nation. And they bring back all of this booty, all of this, all of these spoils, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of living, breathing animals, flock, cattle, sheep, donkeys, human captives, enemy captives, and it's almost a million living beings. And there's attacks described by Hashem to be given to Hashem. Like everything in Judaism, you have to give a percentage to tzedakah, a tenth, or a fifth of one's earnings to tzedakah. So over here as well, you have to give to Hashem. And those that went out to war received half of the spoils. And they had to give 0.2% of the spoils to the high priest, the Elazar HaKoyin. And the rest of the Jewish people received the other half, and they had to give 2% of their earnings to the tribe of Levi. And the Pasuk breaks down each spoil, each of the spoils, how many there were, and the tax that it gave. And it describes, when when it's describing the half that went to the high priest, it goes into all the details, including how many there were in in their half, and what, how many ended up, how much did it come out was the 0.2% that they had to give, one out of 500. And then it went on to describe the amount, the half of the spoil of the rest of the Jewish people, but it does not conclude with the detail of how many animals or how many items would it be, which is 2% of their earnings. This is the storyline that we are looking at. And essentially... There is something which piques a person's interest who's looking at these verses. Namely, that since when is everything divisible, could be divided up into groups of 50 or 500. We are saying that you should divide it one 500th and one 50th, 0.2 and 2%. And the question arises, what about the extra spoils and booty beyond that amount. What is one to do with it? The Torah did not give any instructions. Did not give any instructions. And in order to deal with that, the Pasuk actually, that's the reason why the Pasuk, why the verses spelled everything out and went into such great detail. To show you something amazing, that if you study the amounts, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of this item, of that item, every item had exactly the right amount that it's able, it's divisible into the right amount. They were able to give precise amounts without needing to worry about what's going to be with the extra. And the reason why it's so important that there not be any extra, and the Torah tells us of that, is because what happens when a Jew gives away a portion to Hashem is you're giving it from the entirety of the thing, from what you're taking from, and that uplifts the entirety of that wealth, of those possessions. So, for example, when we give charity, when we give a tenth or a fifth 
of our charity that this that uplifts our entire business, that uplifts all of our earnings. That that percentage you wouldn't have given that percentage twenty percent if you wouldn't have made the total of a hundred percent, and therefore it uplifts the entirety of one's earnings. So we hear as well. It's so critical that there all all of the possessions be able to be uplifted, and that's possible because it was divisible. By that number. And that's why the Titus spells it out. It tells us how many. And it says, and therefore they were able to bring, and it breaks it down, the point, the point two percent. But then the final step in the process, this actually would take a while, quite a while, this process, if you, if you think about it. Because we're talking about items, I believe it's almost 900,000 items of, of living beings. So you would have to first count all of them. How many do you have before you begin doing anything? Because now you have to divide it. You can't divide it before you count all of them. So you have to count all of them first. Then you have to divide it. You take the half that belongs to the army. And then then you give away the tax, which doesn't take too much time. You give away the tax. The final step in the process is now focusing on the second half that belongs to the Jewish people and dealing with the tax then. And there's a great novelty here. The fact that at that point in the process, no, no, none of the animals should die, and none of the humans should die, and everything should remain exactly the way it was, precisely through the process to the final process when you're dealing with the half of the Jewish people, is a tremendous miracle. And it, again, it was necessary. It was necessary to happen, like we said a, a moment ago, because if the number wouldn't be precise then the mitzvah wouldn't be able to be done in the most beautiful, perfect way as they were commanded by Hashem. It has to be perfectly divisible into one-fiftieths and one-five-hundredths. And also the mitzvah that you should divide it into two wouldn't be fulfilled anymore. If after you deal with the kohat, with, with the ones who went out to war with their spoils, you go to the rest of the Jewish people's spoils and then you lose one, then it's no longer half. And therefore... There come, turns out something tremendous that none of them died all the way through. Which, by the way, is why when the Torah mentions the second half and goes through all their numbers, it doesn't mention the tax of 2% of how many that was, because that's not relevant anymore. We've already made that point. The only point relevant that's trying to make is that, wow, all of them are still alive to this point of the process. And neither of these things interestingly enough, are miracles per se. They just are so unusual. And Hashem must have orchestrated it that way. To have an exact number, that's not a miracle, but it's very unusual. It's, it's, it's an open divine providence that none of them should die. That's not, an, that's not a per se an exact miracle, but Hashem did it in such a way that that's the way it should come out. And the lesson from this is such a powerful and important message which is that it turns out something incredible it turns out how many thousands and tens of thousands of business deals and transactions went into all of these commodities into all of these things that took place in the land of Midian it turns out that for the sake of the Jewish people doing a mitzvah just right a perfect beautiful mitzvah Hashem is orchestrating things in advance, years in advance, months in advance. And how and all these business deals and, and business negotiations and discussions and tradings, all of this to arrive 
at to the perfect product to hand the Jewish people that they should be able to do a mitzvah with it. And this is a great encouragement for us that when we come to something, we should realize how special our mitzvah is. And we should realize how the whole world is really, knowingly or not, helping us and preparing the world for us that we should do the final process and make it a godly and beautiful place for the world. One last point for those who are more halachically oriented is that there's an opinion that says that is that for all generations, this is not the mainstream opinion, but it's a serious opinion among the sages of Israel, that for all generations, those who volunteer to go out to a war, actually, they are, if there's any spoils from the war, they get a portion of those spoils for being part of the war, for sacrificing, for putting themselves on the line. And being that that is for all generations, that would explain why the Titus spends more time discussing what to do with the spoils of the ones who went out to war. And it goes all the way down into the detail of how much is the 0.2% tax that they had to give. Versus the Titus spends less time on the half of the Jewish people because that's not a mitzvah for all generations. This sums up the Sicha of the Rebbe.